0: About 20-some-odd years ago, I was a, a young priest. A college roommates, they asked me to baptize their, their baby, um, who uh, was a brand-new baby, and I was a priest here, and the baptism was Old St. Pat's in Chicago. So the set for a Saturday morning it was the summertime, and to show you how long ago my sister was working for United Airlines, so I had the sort of standby pass of a friends and family, so I'd go, and you'd stand back. And in those days, planes weren't jam-packed to the gills. There was always a few seats left over, so there was a good shot I would get there without any problem. Until storms ran through the Midwest, as happens in in, in the summertime, and suddenly the the board went canceled, canceled, canceled. All the flights were canceled. Now I didn't have an iPad or a smartphone because they hadn't been invented yet. So I took my quarters and went to one 800 Amtrak and found out there was a night train from Union Station to Chicago. So I got in a cab and went to the thing, bought a ticket, and I got all comfy in my seat, and it was, I was exhausted from running around, so I put in some earplugs and went to sleep. Asleep, I went to the clickety-click of the, of the train. I woke up, beautiful, sunny day, and I turned to the person next to me and said, is this Chicago? And they said, no, we're in Pittsburgh. Didn't you hear the announcements about the mudslides across the train track? Uh, earplugs. No, I didn't hear them. That's why I slept so beautifully. So I thought to myself, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I had the coupons for the flight. So I said to the Blessed Mother, if your son wants me to do this baptism, get me there. So I jumped in a cab and went to the Pittsburgh airport, went to the United Desk, and I said, is there a flight to Chicago? She says, there's one leaving in 45 minutes, and there's one seat on it, and it's yours. So I bound the plane, and as I pulled into Old St. Pat's five minutes before the baptism, it was about $400 later, but I made it to that moment. Why do I tell you this? Because life is a journey and it's filled with lots of different mudslides that can throw us off our path. But ultimately, we need to keep our sights on what the destination is. And for each and every one of us, the destination is not Chicago, really, it's heaven. It's getting to where the Lord knows we need to be and where he desires for us. But in that journey, there is a point at which we die, but there might be still growth that needs to happen, healing that needs to happen. And this, my brothers and sisters, this state of being is that process whereby if in our death we we are freed from that which holds us back, You can't get to heaven with a grudge. And this is the powerful love of the Heavenly Father that we call purgatory. So in my story, you see, Pittsburgh Airport is purgatory. It's that place of transition where we're almost there but not yet. Purgatory's gotten a bad brand. We tend to think of it as as sort of a torturous place, but if it's between here and heaven, then it's better than here. Do you get it? It means we're closer to heaven. We can see our sights. Unfortunately, we tend to think of getting to heaven as just dying. No, that's Pittsburgh airport, okay? If I were on a bike ride, let's say, with Mother Teresa, if she were alive at the moment, and we were on a tandem bicycle riding through and, and we're looking at the sights and waving to people, and all of a sudden a metro bus turns the corner and smashes us to smithereens. We both die. She and I are not going to be in the same line into heaven. She will have had the fast pass, all right? And I'll be in the line that sort of snakes somewhere back and beyond the thing. But I pray that I'm in that line, That at least I'm on my way, and that which needs to be healed is being healed. But I can still see it. You see, the mercy of God is that which heals all, all of us. And so in this month of November, we pray for the souls in purgatory. We surround them with our prayers. A few years back, I did the New York Marathon, not the New York Marathon, ha <laughs> ha, that's a good one. I did the 10K for the Marine Corps Marathon, the 10K, which for me was a marathon, and it finishes up a hill at the Iwo Jima, the Iwo Jima Memorial, and as you run up, I had been sort of like dragging along, you hit this final path up a hill, and it's surrounded by young Marines saying to you, finish strong, sir, and suddenly you look like you're one of those Nigerian marathoners. You sprint up because you can see the goal. You're not there yet. It might be painful that you've got to still run off a few steps, but it's still there. That's the prayers. The young Marines are the prayers of the saints and you and me, bringing those souls into the love of heaven. And so as we gather this day and this month of November, we need to remember to pray for the souls in purgatory. When I die, don't plant a tree for me. It's not, I mean, you can plant a tree, but what I'd really like is Mass is said. The intentions of the Holy Holy Eucharist offered for uh, each one of us. You see, the, the call to Zacchaeus is the call of mercy, that no one is greater in their sin than God is in his mercy. We need to remember that. We need to remember that for ourselves, for those we have prayed for. It is right and just, as we say in the Mass, to pray for those who have gone before us, because heaven is our destination, not the Pittsburgh airport. That place where God is calling us to is the place of healing, the place of freedom, the place that is called heaven. And thank God for the gift that he give us in purgatory so that we may be freed from that which holds us back and embrace his love. But it won't cost you $400 like it did me. You know why? because he paid the full bill on the cross. Praise be Jesus Christ.